Hello, and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. Each episode is about a single movie, and of course we'll introduce the this episode's movie in a little bit. But first, I'd like to invite you, yes you, the listener, to take part in our fan vote, which happens during Tay's episode, which is next episode. And if you want to get your movie recommendation in for that next vote, just go ahead and send us an email at ff.filmfreakswithaz at gmail.com or comment on the latest episode of Film Freaks with a Z or just by simply talking in the Discord section on my Discord in the movie review section. And, of course, before we introduce the movie, let's introduce ourselves. I am Yemi the Ferret, and who am I here with? Ready Waffle. Hey, Mation. And, yes, the silence is not on purpose. Uh, Coco is not able to join us this week. So it's just it's just the three musketeers. Absolutely. Yeah. Is this the first episode where it's just three people? Because usually when it's just the three, there's only three people. We always have, like, a guest person. No, remember um, uh, Greedy wasn't here not for the, the plenty of times. one. And... <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. I can't remember for sure. But uh, Coco did give us some thoughts on the movie, so we'll read those at the end when we all do our final thoughts and review, of course. But, Greedy, why don't you go ahead and introduce your movie here? All right, so as you recall from last time, I chose Get Out. It's a horror thriller movie. It's directed by Jordan Peele. Peele A? Peele? However you want to say. Peele. <laughs> um, so a little... Or, um, some actors in the movie, Daniel Kalua. Sorry, I'm going to mispronounce all these names. So, sorry. Allison Williams, Bradley Whitford, Keith Stanfield, Caleb Laundry Jones, Kathleen Keener. And that's pretty much the main characters. Um, so, a little synopsis. Now that Chris and his girlfriend, Rose, have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him over for a get Getaway upstates with her parents, Missy and Dean. At first, Chris reads the family's over-accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries leads him to a truth that he could never, ever have imagined. So, I want to start this conversation off. Um, what's the creep level, like, Watching this movie, like, just from, like, a POV, kind of, like, from you guys, like, what do you guys, were you guys, like, creeped out throughout the movie? Like, were you guys nervous? Like, tell me, like, talk to me about it. Like, what do you guys think? It was definitely, like, yeah, um, first, yeah. like a growing nervousness as it went on, because things started to kind of, you know, come together towards the end. The big thing for me is, you know, obviously, we've seen, I've seen the movie before, you've seen the movie before, I, I don't know about Tay. Yeah. But, um, you know, kind of knowing where the movie goes, you can, I kind of spotted things that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense as to why that happened. Or, you know, there's something yeah. in the background happening here that actually has significance to it here. Um, so my nervousness level and, like, my scared level was pretty low. Um, but I will say that there are a few unnecessary jump scares in here just with, like, the music getting really loud for a Absolutely. second. Or, yeah. You know, I, I just felt like those were uh, in bad taste because the rest of the movie is actually pretty good. It's a really good thriller for sure. 
And then yeah. they have like these random jump scares. That's like it's not even like something loud is happening on screen. It's just a musical track. And I hate like out of like I don't mind jump scares, but I hate those ones where it's like it's uncalled for. And I feel like yeah. if you take those out, then you have like the the perfect thriller movie almost. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because like there's the deer like hitting the car. Yeah, that's then, like, what the, I'd bring up. <laughs> yeah, and then there was that time when like just um, what's her name Georgina? Like the the maid chick. Um, like just walks across the, the hallway in the yeah. background and yeah. like, okay, we didn't need. Why is that? Uh, but answer your question. Uh, my like, uh, you know, what'd you say? Nervousness or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like suspense. You know, suspense. Especially yeah. coming it, from you for first time seeing it. Yeah, it was my first time seeing it. I wasn't like too, like, I don't know. I didn't find it too suspenseful just because. One, like, I just kept, like, there was times I was just like, oh, yeah, I could see that happening. Sorry, dude. <laughs> this is unfortunately the world you live in. Um, but also just because, um, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's just because I've seen, like, enough trailers and, like, clips and stuff to kind of know where this was going. Or just a lot of it, like, was kind of predictable, like, I'd say 90% of the movie, like, I kind of saw coming. Luckily, there was that, like, weird 10% twist stuff that I was just like, oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. But overall, it's just like, oh, well, I know where this is going. I know where yeah. this is going. I don't know about Yemi, but we saw this in theaters together back in 2017 when it came out. And we were like, oh, this is the best movie. It's a good movie. And now watching it the second time? I don't know. I think a few points got reducted. I don't know about Yemi, but... I mean, I don't, I don't feel that way, um, really. Uh, like I said, the only thing that really detracts from the movie is like those unnecessary jump scares. I thought that it still had a pretty good plot to it, and I, I felt yeah. like it had a still had a really great atmosphere to it as well. Um, mm-hmm. The acting was phenomenal, phenomenal too, yeah, from all parties. Yeah. So that yeah. really helps with like the tone of the movie, and it doesn't like shift around a bunch because even when you have the funny guy who's a TSA agent come in. He doesn't like detract from the movie. He feels like he's a part of it, you know. It's, yeah. yeah. No, it, unlike other movies where it's like, oh, here's the goofy, witty character who just barges in. This one doesn't feel that way to me. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like, I think everything. Like I said, I, it was really good. The acting was spot on. The atmosphere was great. Like, for me, just like, but suspenseful wise, the suspense wasn't fully there just because, like I said, I kind there was a lot of stuff. I'm like, well, I think I know where this is going. Oh, yep, I was right. That's where this was going kind of thing um but like i said there was probably that there was there were some twists and turns in there that i didn't see coming and i was like oh okay i was mostly right but not not completely right which definitely helped yeah and, and like i said earlier i think having watched the movie before like i picked up on a lot of things that i didn't pick up originally in the movie theater when we originally were watching it yeah. also i'm pretty sure we went we came to the movie a little bit late because i i don't remember that beginning scene where um the one guy gets uh you know, strangled from behind and dragged into a car. And that's actually pretty important yeah. because you're not supposed to recognize that character later on being, you know, the dressed up kind of guy with the old lady. Um, because, you know, he doesn't have his beard anymore. He definitely looks a little yeah. bit different, looks a little paler. Um, and I, th- I thought that was a great little, you know, little little thing to put in there going, oh, wait, is that the guy from the beginning? And yeah. then they confirm, oh, it is the guy from the beginning, you know? Yeah, I didn't know it was the guy from the beginning until they said... I assumed that kind of the, the guy from the beginning was just dead at first. I was just, oh, well, yeah. And then 
when they it, i mean i guess we're we gotta get into the spoiler territory here uh when the brother was introduced i went yeah he's the guy from the beginning i can tell <laughs> yeah they didn't make it super yeah. obvious like having him driving in the white car or anything like that yeah but i mean i they think purposely they purposely made it so that everyone was in the backyard so you didn't see him drive up yeah but i think yeah, i would have thought the same thing if we had seen that scene originally too yeah yeah, going off of you, Yummy, where you said, like, things weren't as obvious, like, the first time scene. One thing I picked up on was, like, when everybody came, you know, to, aka, like, auction off, you know, the guy, is all the hint signs and, like, you know, all the hints that they were giving, like, about the, you know, interracial, like, the pretty much being racist. And, like, yeah. I, picked, I picked that up. Like, I was like, wow, that is really, like, dark right there. And, like, all the, like, just all the questions that they were asking him throughout the movie, I was like, okay, I didn't pick that up, you know, the first time. So, yeah, but I just, 100% agree with you with that. Just like how the synopsis says it, you know, like, you think that it's just like them, you know, it's a, it's a, like this entire white family trying to, you know, fit in with the, with the African-American yeah. man in the room. But, you know, hearing what they say, knowing what they're going to do later, it's like, okay, yeah. so this guy's talking about his golf swing and how he can't do it anymore, and this guy is talking about how he wants to be hip, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, black is in. And it's like, oh, wow, that's actually really yeah, smart that, writing, you know? Yeah, that's my point, exactly. Yeah. It's like, those things I'm picking up on now, like, seeing the second time, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, they came off, like, for me, first time, like, I didn't know, like, that was the one of the things that did surprise me. I didn't see coming. Um, so, like, when they were all talking, I was like, okay, yeah, these guys are all just racist. But, yeah, it becomes obvious, like, oh, they're talking because they, they want his body. Mm-hmm. That, that's the big spoiler, guys, there. Uh, if you if you didn't watch the movie, Sex I don't know slaves. why you're listening. Yep. <laughs> Sex slaves. Um, but, yeah, they're just, so, that was, like, that was the big surprise. I thought they were just hypnotizing him and using him as slaves, or sex slaves. Like, like the TSA guy thought. I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's what I thought was going on. And like I said, I did not expect the the brain swap thing going on. And yeah, it was surgeries. a really good twist because um, you don't really see it coming. I don't. I mean, I don't think you do. Only I because didn't. it just it seems like it's just hypnosis. Because you know, Chris gets hypnotized. You know, he does the flash thing, and the other guy breaks out of like a quote unquote hypnotism type, type yeah. state. But yeah, the brain swap thing was um, it's a little bit cooler, I guess, than hypnot. Yeah, just, just doing that basic hypnotizing. Mm-hmm. And I love the um. I love the look of that, like, sunken place. How it's, like, it's just, like, it's just, it's, I think it's crafted really well to tell you kind of, like, how, you know, Chris is trapped in, in that place, just kind of watching a TV screen of his life going by if he was actually trapped in his body. It, it was a really cool visual. Yeah. I agree. No, I was, like I said, that was the biggest twist surprise for me was, yeah, the whole, no, we're, we're, we're putting our brains in your body. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then well, the fact... You, oh, go ahead. Well, you don't really, like, realize that until the blind guy was, like, at the end, was like, yeah. I want yeah, your eyes, like I want your deal. vision. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, okay, that's a wake-up call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, when I saw him, like, all in, like, the hospital robe and, like, the shaved head, for a second I was like, oh, is he... He's dying. Is he dying? Is he? Is he going to take... Is he going to take the body? Like, it wasn't totally clear at first. And then, like, so, yeah, as they talked, it was like, okay, yep, that that is what they're doing. It is interesting to note, too, that the, um, the blind guy who runs the art gallery was the guy that Chris connected with. The only person yeah. Chris connected with at the big party. 
So yeah. I don't know if it's irony or whatever, but it is kind of funny how he ends up winning it, and then, you know, he has to calmly explain what's about to happen to him. Well, the fact is, the fact that he did win, I mean, that's not super surprising. Like, the way they talk and stuff, you go, okay, yeah, he definitely appreciates this guy, and so he's willing to pay as much money as he get to become this guy. Right. And I, I also wonder, um, because they brought up the point in that same scene where he's like, well, why does it have to be, you know, black people? And he's like, I don't know. I just want your eyes. Mm-hmm. And I guess it does bring up a good point, you know. Maybe it's because these people have, at least the people that they have in the movie have had, like, maybe troubled upbrings or something like that. Something that the hypnosis can lock onto, which is what I was thinking. You know, because Chris has, like, the car accident thing with his mom. That's the only kind of, like, thing that we get out of, like, the hypnotism thing. It seems like she's tapping into some sort of trauma. So it's hard to say if they would ever, you know, switch races. I I would think that they would, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just it's easier to find trauma from black people because they have a lot of trauma. Yeah, it's 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 awkward but true, you know. Um, yeah, lots of lots of bad things happen. I mean, to everyone yeah. in the world, but you know, obviously, sure. but but your odds, I think, are higher, right? With a black person versus a white person, especially a a rich white person, no hardship there. <laughs> but I, I think I do think that that's why you know they get chosen more so is because the, the hypnosis thing has to latch onto a, a trauma. And, um, you know, they, they could just get, like, a random guy off the street because, you know, they don't know. But, I, you know, the, obviously that girl does a lot of research on these people. And Rose, yeah. I think, is her name. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was the other twist that, like, because at first I'm just like, oh, okay, she doesn't know what her parents are doing. And then when she started saying she couldn't find her keys, she couldn't find her keys, I was like, uh, oh, no. Yeah, she's in on it, too. Yeah, but how how dumb is it of her to keep those photos inside a box, inside of a... A little <laughs> closet that's it was open the entire movie. You know, he could have he yeah, could have waltzed right in there, there any time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would the way I thought is that um one of the other either I guess the grandma or grandpa, one of them kind of was able to break free enough that they actually put it there. That's what I was thinking. You know, give but them the, tried to give them a warning. But she had them hanging on her wall behind her bed after after it all was over. I yeah. don't know if you saw that. So I mean I guess obviously I did. You know, maybe they left the door open, but she obviously left the the pictures in there. <laughs> yeah. Which is a dumb move, but... That is a dumb move. Would it have helped the situation? It... No, because he still gets captured after hoping that she'll give him the keys. <laughs> but I guess at least he knew he, he knew what was coming, at least. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, you think she would have kept it, like, in the basement where they do the surgery and stuff, but... And she can't put them on her wall afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What do you guys think about, like, I don't know the best way to put it, but, like, the other, like, hypnotized people in the movie? Like, what do you guys think they're, like, you think they did a good job, or were they just kind of, like, just random I thought they did a good job. They definitely come off as something is wrong with them, but you're not 100% sure what yet. And then, like I said, then you kind of think, okay, they're being hypnotized. And then you don't realize, you know, like I said, then you turn out, oh, they're, no, they're the grandparents. They're, they have stolen these bodies. 
Yeah, obviously, um, with how the performance is, you know, you're meant to think that they are just just hypnotized, but you know, deep down, they're obviously there's still struggles with you know putting your brain in someone else's head. Obviously, they they still have like you know they have trouble maybe talking or you know acting quote unquote normal. I mean, especially around someone who is the race of the person that they are embodying, you know, I, that could be super, totally awkward. And you also have to remember that these people are also, you know, let's say that the grandpa died when he was 90 and the grandma died when she was a hundred. These people are a hundred plus whatever. So, you know, they, they obviously aren't going to connect with him. What first off, just from an age standpoint, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I almost wondered if, um, you see the grandpa at one point running towards him and then run away, like, you know, apologize later for exercising. But I almost wonder if it was, you know, the original host kind of breaking through and was trying to run up to warn him. And then grandpa gained control the last second and, you know, went the other way. Yeah. And, and the same thing, um, I know it's a little bit more on the nose, but when the guy gets unhypnotized during the party and he says, get out, you're thinking it's because he's angry that he took a picture of him when you originally watch it. But then you realize yeah. that it was actually the guy like saying, like, hey, you should get out. <laughs> you know, you should leave. Yeah. Like, help yourself, you know. Like, don't yeah, do no, it. That, that's how I took it. When he first got the picture and, like, he started acting the weird. I was like, okay, that broke the hypnotism for a little... Like, again, I still thought they were just hypnotized at that point. And I was like, okay, that broke the hypnotism. But he's trying to warn him, get out. Yeah, and I don't think that there's enough left of the person inside of the body. Yeah. You know, the original person inside the body to, like fully articulate thoughts and stuff like that. Even towards the end when the big guy gets unhypnotized by the Flash, I mean, he's still, you know, uh, he has, like, that moment of, like, oh, this is my chance. I better take it now, you know, to do something. Mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, my headphones got ripped out by a cat. (laughs) You're talking about the guy at the end? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so the reason, I think that's the reason he shoots himself is because he realizes, I'm not going to have control of this for very long, Let's end this guy right now. Right. Uh, there is a bit of a um, something I, I I was thinking about. Uh, obviously, the flash on the phone wouldn't be that bright in 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 daylight, and yeah. he wasn't very close to yeah. him either. And so, uh, if this hypnotism can be broken by a flash of light. I mean, do these people live in areas with thunderstorms? I mean, are there, you know, or flashing... turning on a light? Yeah, turning know? on and off a light really fast. I mean, what's what's the basis for that, you know? Is it only a cell phone flash? It can't be. Just from an LED, it lets off a super um, specific light wave that messes with the hypnotism. Like I can, I can pseudo ignore that, you know. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't. It's like I, not something like not super, it but it is something that I like. You know, you kind of think about after facts. Like, hmm, you know, re- that really wouldn't have been that bright. Like I understand at night when he does it at night. Like that's a pretty bright flash for a nighttime scene. Yeah, but during mm-hmm. the day, they're not even indoors. They're outside with direct sunlight, and he's pretty far away. I don't know. Maybe they could have. Maybe they could have positioned Chris at a better spot, or maybe he was. He could have been using like his big camera to do it instead. That that would have made it a little bit more believable. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, that scene that you're talking about was like a director's like way out kind of thing. Like, because you would also like think that you know, 
uh, Dean and what's the wife's name, uh, Missy, I think, something like that, would have, like, confiscated the phone right away? Like, why didn't they take the phone or, you know, because, then you know, they kept toying with his phone, you know, unplugging it, plugging it back in, that and this. But you think, like, you know, after that, like, seeing and you, you can see that Chris was, like, you know, like, oh, I messed up, like, I made this guy crazy for some whatever random reason. Like, you'd think, you know, that would have made him a break him. Like, okay, I gotta get out, you know. Like, that would have been my breaking point, which mm-hmm. we'll get on to later. But, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just, I don't I don't want to say lazy directing, but it was just like, kind of like, a, this is how it's going to be because I said so, kind of well, directing. Well, you have to remember that Chris is still in love with his girlfriend at the time. And he's willing. He was willing to stick out through the entire party for her, and then, you know, that happens. I, I think that he was still kind of infatuated with Rose at that point, because he even like, I mean, when they walk away, he's pouring his heart out to her. You know, he doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. want to leave her alone, yeah. which is why he gives her the ultimatum of, you know, come with me, or you know, I'm just gonna go by myself. You know. Yeah. Which, like I said, yeah, that was the walk was right after where they they had all that conversation, and, and... then Bingo gets played. Yeah, and then Bingo's play, and he's like captured that night. So, and they did take the phone away after that. So he he got it back by finding it on the you know table. Right. It was, uh, go, talking about that scene on um, you talking about the phone on the table, and Rose was talking to his his best friend, the TSA agent. I think she kind of fucked that up pretty pretty hardcore. Yeah. Like, she was doing a pretty good job of the... Like, the actress did a really good job. Like, her facial expression and what she sounded like were two totally different things. And that was so well done. And, um, like, for some reason, I don't know why they wrote it like that, where she, like, all of a sudden just says, like, you just want to fuck me. It's like, well, he's talking about Chris being gone, and you're just going to try and manipulate him this way. It just... It does... She kind of... She really screwed up that way. Maybe she just thought, you know, he'll never come around anyway, but... I don't know why she would decide to do that at that moment, you know? Yeah, that was a little weird. Because, like I said, she did an amazing job. Because it is so hard to sound like you're emoting when your face is not emoting. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever tried that, but, like, it's difficult. And she did, yeah, she did an amazing job. And, yeah, and then, yeah, that, that was hit. just... Yeah. It was weird. Well, like, because I know, like, they always joke about how, like, oh, yeah... We're, I'm just, you know, trying to get to you through Chris kind of thing. But that was, a, you know, way, way over the top where it's like, hey, I'm worried about my buddy Chris. Oh, but you just want to fuck me. It's like, um, what? Yeah. Yeah, maybe she realized that he... Well, th- th- that, then again, he muted himself during that whole thing where he was like, just this bitch is lying. Like, that's still a funny, yeah. funny scene. I, I love that scene. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. You know, it, it maybe she just kind of was like, "Well, I'm gonna give it a shot, and whatever happens, happens." And maybe he'll just, you know, I don't know, just get lost in the bureaucratic nature of the police. You know? Yeah. Although it would be like, so say she did, you know, he went, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, I do," and like started going out with her, and they, you know, they did the exact same thing to him that they did to Chris. That means they would have a party, and Chris would show up, and he'd be like. Hey, it's my buddy Chris who went missing. Oh, right. Like, well, they've obviously make... done more of these than the movie shows. I, I don't know yeah. why. Maybe, maybe you know, the woman and the and the guy who won the last person 
were closer to the family than the other people before that, you know, but yeah. I don't know why they would have them come around, especially, you know, so freshly after, like, because obviously it's been, you know, it's been six months, but still that's a, you know, that's a relatively short time for, for brain surgery, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, I guess unless she wanted a man's body. Maybe she's, you know, like ah, I'm done with the lady stuff. Let, let me get in that, get me, let me get that man body in there. <laughs> Maybe who knows? <laughs> I'm never. I, I went through menopause once. I don't, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> um, now that uh, Gammy brought up the police uh, scene, do you guys think that was a little like just like an outlier scene, or do you guys think that like they tried too hard to like connect, you know, the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie? You know, because, you know, the scene in the beginning is the cop, you know, is like hating on the guy for no reason. And then the end scene, you know, the cop car pulls up and he's probably thinking, oh, shoot, you know, is the cops are going to hate me, going to kill me. You guys think that was like unneeded like that? To me, that scene just kind of seemed it seemed unneeded in the beginning. Oh, it's a good fake out because even in the theater, you're thinking, oh, that's the cop from earlier. He's he's gonna get yeah. like shot or something, and then it turns mm-hmm. out to be his friend. I, yeah. I thought it was a good twist. I, I not not really like a twist, but it's a good um, you know, fake out. Yeah, fake out. Because I mean, I mean that we can talk about the alternate ending now, which we saw at the end of the movie. If you didn't, sorry. Um, you know it, that is the end of the movie. Is the cops show up, arrest him, he goes to jail, and that's exactly how I thought it was going to turn. out. I was like, there's no way this ends good for him, and then it did, and I was like. Okay, I I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, I like the ending of the movie. Um, the 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 alternate ending definitely makes you think a little bit more. But you know, uh, you know, sometimes you just you know you like a little bit more of a happier ending. I guess. I mean, Chris yeah. will still have trauma through the rest of his life, but <laughs> I guess yeah. even in the director's commentary uh, for the ending scene, like he still mentioned, like you know, he he gets over the trauma of his past by going back to help George Georgina, you know. Unlike, you know, with his mother where he just, you know, ignored it and eventually the trauma, you know, that that's the big thing. And I think that it still comes yeah. across in the regular ending, um, even though it makes a little bit more sense in the terms of the alternate ending. It's still, you know, still the, the, the normal ending is, I think, is better. Yeah. Well, like I, said, I mean, he said it best, like, you know, when by the time they actually were filming the movie stuff coming out, he's like, nah, we... We're in a time of our life where we need we need a happy ending. So I'm going to give you a happy ending. Right. Which I appreciate. Um, but, but yeah, I was, I was going to say something, but I forgot it. So, but yeah, I was happy with, you know, having a happy ending. It was kind of nice. Although I really don't think, I don't know how it's going to remain happy for him. I feel like it's still going to be a suspect and end up going through all of that. You know the the judicious or I told you my brain's not working. The you know the system, the law system. Yeah. Well, um, we can all we can always just think that he just got away and they didn't. No one, no one even noticed. <laughs> I like. The, I'd like to think that they they assumed that the when they you know they're gonna find this scene, they're gonna assume that it was the um the the grandpa character. You know, their gardener, and went. Oh, he just. Finally went crazy, burned the house, killed everyone, burned the house down, and then killed himself. <laughs> I'd like to think that's how it was going to go. And it's not, I mean, the other people for the from, I would call them a cult, 
You know, yeah. they're not, they're probably all going into hiding. So it'd be impossible oh, to yeah. find them, track them down. Yeah, no, they they won't stop and go like, no, that that's not right. That was really our old friend who had traded. Oh, I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can't be uh, like, well, wanna... we swap brains, officer. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder, like, and this might be in the sequel, like, what happens to, I mean, that the lady, she's still alive, right? Like, for some reason I'm drawing a blank. The grandpa's the dead. No, they're they all uh, died. Yeah, they all died. Yeah, they all died. Okay, and then, but what about the other? Like, Georgina's... I guess there's only one. There's only one that the guy that Flash got Flash. Like, what makes he... you wonder? Like, are they gonna like continue? Are they gonna are they done? Or are they just gonna move on with their life? Yeah, they'll like so they'll probably go into hiding because they can't tell anybody. I mean, they might try to find another racist um, doctor, uh, psychiatrist, and doctor. <laughs> Hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think this movie really needs a sequel. I mean, Is obviously it it's one? the corporate world, so you know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Be I wouldn't be surprised, surprised if there was yeah. one. Though. Yeah. I don't. I well, you don't kind of you think, you think of the movie people. Us, which is by the same guy. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's going to go back to Get Out. I don't think there's going to be a sequel. But if there was, I wouldn't be surprised. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Obviously, this he's was also... a huge breakout hit it won an oscar you know i think i think this un this this movie is pretty much universally like either loved or people are like yeah it was good you know and he's too busy with the stand-up comedies now so no, he's, i mean <laughs> uh, so he was doing the stand-up comedies long before yeah he did i mean the whole tv show um i think he's going more towards the movie director now because get out was a hit us was critically was pretty successful and then he did. He's been doing the Twilight Zone uh, series on, I guess Paramount Plus now, um, but it was on CBS All Access. No, he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, I haven't seen those movies, so <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen. This was the first movie that I'd seen from him. So yeah, I, I haven't I didn't, seen. I, didn't uh, see I haven't watched. You know, I don't have. I didn't have CBS All Access, so I never watched Twilight Zone. Although I did like the original. Though yeah. you know. I've but, uh... All right, and last comment I have about this movie, um, the brother. Like, I feel like, and maybe it's just like me seeing it the second time might have a little factor into it, but I felt like he was into his role a little too much. Does that make sense? <laughs> nope, I tell you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I felt like the other like part family was just like, you know, okay, you know, this is what I'm gonna do, and then the brother was like. Oh, I'm the crazy one. Like, oh, notice me, kind of like mentality. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, he definitely like played the part well, but like while they were all subtle about that, you know what they're hinting at and stuff, he definitely came off as like, especially now knowing how it ends. Like he comes off like you know talking about like how you would like the one guy could be or how Chris could be a good you um MMA fighter and stuff, and he would love to you know. Like, it's, it's very obvious. He's like, I would like to take this body as well and give it to myself because it's better than mine. Yeah. yeah he was a very exaggerated. Um, but, I mean, you got to think of, like, because he has, like, you got to think of the character himself. He has so many expectations pushed pushed on him. 
you know, he's trying to learn what his father does, essentially. They, they kind of, in a one-off comment, say, like, yeah, hey, he's in middle school, medical school, following his father's footsteps. Yeah. So we think that they're trying to get him to do the same thing as, as his dad. And oh, yeah. Whether he sure. wants to or not is, is not in question. It's just, like, the pressure of, like... He obviously in in wherever he goes to school, I mean, he's he's getting like wasted or whatever every night, and he's he's just going. He's turned to drinking because of the pressure that's uh, that's on him to learn these things and follow his father's footsteps so that he can eventually perform. I'm guessing the surgery on his dad himself. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, he wants to be able to keep the legacy alive, kind of thing. So I'm glad. I'm glad. I did. I really did enjoy the scene where he finally breaks free. You know, he used the cotton to plug up his ears. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, then just murders everybody. <laughs> yeah, the end of the yeah, movie was like, like awesome. You know, he just kind of yeah. he kind of goes in the badass mode. The one thing to me, I don't, I don't know if this is going to derail Nick's comment, but I, I, I feel like he should have left the cotton balls at least on him, <laughs> just yes, in case. I, I thought that <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> How do you guys I think, think he got that into the, his ears? Because if his hands were tied up... Like, well, he, it, it showed that he could put his head down there because he tried to bite the things off. Okay. Because yeah. I had that same question for a split second and I remembered, oh yeah, he tried to bite him off, which you actually could see other teeth marks, so he wasn't the first who tried to bite him off. Um, so, yeah, so it's like, okay, yeah, that's how he would get him. I Like I said, I wish he had kept them, and then when he runs yeah. into the mom later, you know, she could... Instead of trying to smack it away, she would try it, thinking it worked, and then he, then he's just like, it didn't work. Well, then and you're running into the risk of, you know, tea, you know, hitting against a teacup is flat louder than a TV, you know, kind of thing. Oh, hey. He, he did the right thing by destroying Oh, he did. he did. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, when that scene comes around, I think everyone thought, like, uh-oh, this is it, this is where it ends, but nope, he keeps going, you know? <laughs> yeah. And when that teacups get destroyed, the whole crowd cheers and <laughs> yeah, everyone's in the stands, you know, just cheering, <laughs> clapping. <laughs> and then everyone clapped. Yeah. But yeah, they hold the whole ending like sequence. It like because the because the for the most part the entire movie's like a slow burn, right? Everything's kind of building, yeah. the mystery's kind of unraveling mm-hmm. a little bit, the thrill is is starting to come up, and then the other movie's just like pow right in the face, you know, everything just is starting to happen like real quick. Yeah. Characters are dying off in seconds, you know. I, I, I really like that. Yeah, I, thought, I did too. I think it's the best. I thought that was the best way to end the movie is like have like this explosive ending. I, I felt agree. like uh, Brother Second Wind was a little, little extra, but you know, it could happen. Yeah. You never know. Could, although the way he, he hit in the head so hard, like twice. Yeah. I mean, Chris, Chris twice. did kind of beat him. <laughs> yeah, like and he was bleeding. To see him out again, you're mouth. like, what? <laughs> yeah. To see him again, you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. if that was, like, Rose, I mean, maybe that would have been a little more intense. You know, Rose is, you know, she's upstairs, you know, and then she jumps on him as he's trying to leave. But, who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the point was, that so technically that's the first hint we get, um, that he's the the knight, <laughs> the white knight. Because um, he was doing the sleeper hold on, on Chris that he did on What's-His-Face at the very beginning of the movie. And then we see him escape, and he takes his car, and then you go, oh, yep, it's him. Yeah. And then just to drive it home, and they went, oh, here's the helmet. All right, any other comments about Get Out? I just want I to know. say, um, I think that okay. the uh, cinematography is pretty good in the movie. Um, 
lots of really interesting shots, and I already mentioned the sunken place, but that's also a really cool, um, yeah. you know, well shot kind of moment. Um, and also like the use of like the different colors in the movie, like especially inside the house. I don't know if they meant to have like meaning to it, but you know, it, it kind of had like a completely different vibe from the rest, like other areas in the house. Like the one room was mostly blue, the other room was more of like um you know plain colors you go outside it's all greens i don't know if you guys yeah. noticed that i did not uh and i know coco wanted us to talk about the music and how he liked it yeah uh, i agree yeah i agree i liked the music especially like the very beginning when it first started and it was just the like the trees That's going funny. by and i was like yeah like that's the only song that, that I remember is in it. Like, I don't recall the, the any of it. Tribal other. music. Yeah, I'll say there was that song, and then it played again at the end, so... Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't really notice the music per se, but um, you could... I mean, I remember it being there. I just don't remember, like, something specific popping out besides from that opening song. Yeah. yeah. But that opening song was sure good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Coco has more insight as to why he thinks it's so perfect for the movie but he can just you know he can talk about that next yeah, episode please. yeah one thing i would have liked and this is kind of now that i've seen it a second time is like maybe a few hints that there was like a whole basement like they had a whole operation going in the basement because I mean, everything it... was focused like first floor and then second floor so well, he did he said the basement's locked up because they had black mold so that's why they never um, went yeah, down that, there. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, from yeah. from that scene, you kind of know something's up with the basement. It's like a horror yeah, movie trope, that's true, you know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, it's like you know, just listening to dialogue, and you know, some people, aka me, might not pick that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, no. Yeah. I guess. I mean, they could have had a scene where he he tried the door, that you know, basement door, and it was locked. And just kind of huh. Well, the scene that I'm thinking of right now is when he wakes up in the middle of the night, right before he gets hypnotized, and like he's checking out, you know, everything, and then you know that girl, you know, randomly passes behind him, and like, you know, maybe he sees the door and you know checks it out. Well, at that point, he was just looking for a place to smoke. That's also true. He wasn't super suspicious at that point. Yeah, it was just kind of like creep, you know, kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Urban rich white people. <laughs> They're so weird. All right. Any other comments? No, I'm good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything else uh, specifically to say. So if you want to start us off with our final thoughts and review, go ahead. Okay, so my final thoughts of Get Out. Um, I... Second time seeing it, saw it in theaters with Yummy, and I I was so high about this movie, you know, seeing it in theaters, like, I was like, oh, that was so suspenseful, like, it was awesome. Um, second time seeing it, there's still that love for it, you know, there's still that, you know, scenes that I forgot about, and I'm still shocked about, and I think that's, you know, really good that, like, maybe it's just because I, I saw it in 2017, and it's been a while, but the acting was really good, the scenes, you know, some scenes, you know, yeah, they could have been knocked out, but I can see why they added it. And you guys talking to you guys, you know, like I was like, oh, what about this? And then you guys brought up good points. So with that being said, I'll give it a four out of five. Cool. Um, I pretty much agree with everything you said. All I got to say is take out those unnecessary jump scares. 
and maybe mm-hmm. patch up some of the slight plot holes in there and you got a pretty perfect thriller horror movie there um still very enjoyable you know you know you, you kind of go into it expecting like the comedy portions to be you know kind of taking you out of the movie and it doesn't and i really like that about it you know it actually brings a little bit of light a lightness to you know the, the tone of the movie um acting great cinematography great um like i said just take out those jump scares and i think you got a you know a really really well done movie and um i'm gonna give this one a 4.5 out of 5 all right um i agree with you know everything you said yemi uh pretty much like exactly i'm also giving a 4.5 and coco isn't here right now but he gave me some final thoughts on it and obviously he'll flesh out maybe some things next week, uh, in two weeks. Um, but he said his thoughts are, it's a great movie. He loved the first song and it really fit the scene. The movie had some great scares, sometimes especially the bingo scene. That was pretty creepy. The CGI was good. Didn't really see anything that stood out. All in all, he'll give it a five out of five. Um, oh. So speaking of CGI, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the fire on the candlestick. <laughs> Or like the fire that was engulfing the house at like as soon as the dad died was CG, and yeah, it kind of stood out as being bad in my opinion. But it was like such a short little thing. It's like I yeah, don't know. it's not noticeable. I don't know if I would commend the movie for CGI because I don't think there's like any. I don't think there for, was any. You know, maybe like Besides, the haziness of maybe the, the eyes. Maybe the ears scene, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. that was probably all practical. Like I'm, the only CGI I can think of is when they're in the the sunken place or whatever. Yeah. Well, even that. And that wasn't I mean, even CGI. That was just like a green screen effect. Yeah, he was on like a rope, like on the you know, um, yeah, ropes, wires, and wires, and yeah. Maybe they even had him in like a dark room with you know the light effects going on too. The, the only thing yeah. that was maybe CG was you know obviously was the TV <laughs> or the maybe the yeah. little sparkles in there. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think so, but. Yeah. So, yeah, but he his gave, opinion he is his, yeah. So you say. You know, unnecessary jump scares. Like, what's one scene that you would take out? Like, you, okay, you get to edit the movie. What's the first scene that you're taking out? I'm, I mean, I, you don't have to take it out, but you don't have to have the the soundtrack swell. do like a big boom when the lady walks in the bit in the background. You know, yeah, that's what I, I would take out. That or so even I mean, the, when the deer hits the car, like that's fine because it's something actually happening and it kind of you know sets the story yeah. off. You know, I, I wouldn't take that out per se. You know, it, it, it's an important scene, and it it, it it's important well, for that, the, the scene. Of the that too. scene did all. Yeah, that scene, the deer scene, also was supposed to kind of represent, you know, what happened with his mom. Right. Uh, I think about it, but, but yeah, and you know, hitting a deer or having a deer hit your car is very surprising. Right. I can attest that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hitting anything really. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. and yeah, also that, the car was like not destroyed either well it jumped yeah the tear it tried to jump the car which sometimes they do do um like the one time i had a run with the deer like i didn't hit the deer the deer hit me it ran in and smacked the side of my car luckily it was a like a baby deer so there was no damage to the car and then it was in a residential area so it wasn't going too fast so it you know bolted away and was fine but it was very, very startling. Yeah. Well, yeah. The um, headlight, the headlight was broken. They don't like zoom in yeah. on it or anything. But it was yeah. all covered in blood. With the headlight was broken, and then um, yeah, obviously the, probably how the mirror came. The deer, off. yeah, the deer got cut probably because it lacerated itself on the the headlight glass. 
Alrighty. Yeah. All right, Tay. Go ahead and announce your movie. Yeah, what you got for us? All right. All right. So I thought my movie was came out much later, but apparently didn't. It is a movie from 2014, uh, directed by Doug Lyman, and it's The uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, It's written by Christopher McQuarrie, Jez Butterworth, and John Henry Butterworth. Oh, this is the Uh, movie with two names, isn't it? Because there's also Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. I think that Live, Die, Repeat was the, like, catchphrase. Mm, I think it went through a few name changes, and they kept that as a catchphrase, I think. Gotcha. It may have, yeah. It stars Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, and Bill Paxton. Um, I believe it's actually based on a manga. Yes. So... I've never seen it. I've kind of wanted to see it for a long time. Apparently, longer than I thought, because I thought it came out in 2017-ish around that area. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see. I don't know if it's any good. I hear it's, I've, you know, it's kind of got mixed reviews. Some people love it. Other people, I don't think, care for it. So uh, it can be found. I have no idea. Well, go ahead and uh, go through the synopsis. I cut you off there. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, a soldier fighter fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again. The day restarting every time he dies. So it's kind of Groundhog Day, but for war. Yeah. You can find it on Amazon, iTunes, Google, Vudu, Blu-ray, DVD, all those places. So oh, cool. Thank pretty you. much all the normal ones. Yeah. Oh, it's on Prime as well. So Am- Or just Amazon. Rent or buy. Yeah. Can't go I've... wrong with Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm, um, yeah. I'm a pretty... I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of this movie, but I've watched it a couple times now, and it's fun. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen it. So yeah, I, like I said, I've I've heard decent things about it. I've been interested in seeing it for a long time now, and I've never gotten around to doing it to around to it. So all right, well, Ooh. if you, the listener, don't want to be spoiled for Edge of Tomorrow from 2014, make sure you watch that before the next episode goes live in two weeks. And then also don't forget that the fan vote is also attached to the next episode as well. So in the promotion uh, material on my Twitter account, attached to the video itself, attached to the tweet that's promoting it, there will be a poll that you can vote on for the next four movies uh, for the fan vote, which is after Coco's uh, movie recommendation. So make sure that you keep eyes open for that. And we'll come back in about two weeks and talk about Edge of Tomorrow. Perfect. Has aliens in it. You know, 4th of July coming. You know, yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Anyone else have anything they want to say before we end the show? Get out. (laughs) Get out. Get out. Leave. All right. Well, I am Yemi the Ferret, and I've been here with... Radio Waffle. Animation. And in spirit, Coco Gamer. And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Now get out! Get out! Oh, please! Yeah. Kill it!